0: So Chris, the people want to know our secrets. How did we get this podcast started?
1: Yeah, kind of a crazy story. We were both coming into this from the YouTube side, have never really done anything podcast-wise. We looked around, found Anchor by Spotify, really great service. It's completely free to use. They have some great stuff that you can just upload straight onto the website. You can actually record on the website. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. <laughs> Welcome into another episode of Sober in the States Baseball. My name is Chris, the MLS Card Guy. I am joined, as always, by Trippin' B, the co-host, the great man who has an Emmy. Uh, How are
2: you today, buddy? Two Emmys, Chris. Two Emmys. Come on now. Excuse me, sir. Don't sell me short here. Don't don't sell me short. Absolutely. Uh, (laughs) My bad. uh, Yeah. Hey, when you work at MLB Network, they hand them out like candy. uh, Full disclosure, there's there's people that I know in this business uh, of my professional life that I don't really think they're very good and they have a lot more than enemies than two so there you go (laughs) but uh uh that's neither here nor there great to be talking with you great to be talking some mlb with you as always been a wild week and normally i have like good things to report you know you ask me how you doing trip and i'm like i'm doing pretty good you know i'm doing great but uh i have a horror story unfortunately to start with right off the bat and uh, Mm. it's my own fault the the best the best kind of horrors are self-inflicted right so what happened was I made a bunch of lineups. It was an early lock, right? It was a, it was like a noon lock for this uh, this past weekend's game week. I made all my lineups like on Wednesday of last week, and then I saw that Austin Voth was going to get a spot start for the Orioles, and uh, he has the RPSP designations like oh okay here's a chance to get a relief pit here's a chance to get a starter in the rp slot and improve yeah. my lineup so i went and i bought a voth you know decent price like 0.02 for a limited probably a, a little bit of an overpay but that's a, slightly more than what he's going for and i was like okay and then i deleted all my teams and i'm like okay i'm gonna start from scratch here uh, you know you can see where this is going early you uh, know, the lock hits my uh my teams that i had built that were which were decent but i deleted them And then I uh, went back to it and it was, it was far too late. And I missed the lock because I got way bogged down at work and uh, I wasn't in a spot where I could even, you know, pretend to have a bathroom break and and get away for five minutes just to pump some lineups in. I was like locked in, unfortunately, with a lot of stuff going on uh, that needed my attention right at that moment. And yeah, it, it was, and then finally like two or three minutes before the lock, I was like, oh crap. And I went to go do it and it took like my internet was slow and I was like taking forever to load up the so rare page and I'm like watching the time taken it was like yeah I couldn't even get one lineup in so I went the entire weekend with no sweats, nothing to win, don't even have <laughs> another common card coming in just absolutely brutal, uh, people were talking about their it's rewards you know rewards are in yesterday uh monday we record this on tuesday so the monday rewards came in and i had nothing to open i didn't even didn't have even a common card to win unfortunately
1: wow well i'm gonna one-up you a little bit here before we introduce our guest because he's waiting patiently in the wings um so i did basically the same thing i had all my lineup set on friday for the for this upcoming midweek and uh went to go and just listed a couple players that were really high price got a couple sales and an this was like Saturday. Like I had all the time in the world. I was, I had plenty of time to do everything. And I just kept getting sidetracked day after day after day. And then finally it's Monday. And I realized like, Oh my gosh, I got to put lineups in. And luckily they had actually moved back because the pirates game pirates game got rained out. They'd moved back the deadline. Unluckily for me, I found that out 15 minutes after the next game started. So Mm. I don't have a, I do have some lineups in, so I'm I'm actually still in, in good shape and super rare. Um, but I uh, I got a break and got the deadline moved back, and I still didn't hit the deadline. So that mm-hmm. one is uh, is totally on me. You, you uh, could
2: almost say blame it on the rain, but you got to blame it on yourself, I guess. Yeah,
1: <laughs> there was uh, too much sunshine, I guess, in some parts of the country. Uh, so now we're going to bring in our guest. He's a man who does not have an Emmy, but he does have a baseball championship ring uh, from last season. This is our our good friend Alec Marovitz. how are you doing?, yeah, I'm good. how's it going? Oh, you know, we're just living the dream talking some baseball here. Um, so a lot a lot of stuff has been has been kind of happening here uh, this past week. if if you didn't know, I mean you, you might have just tuned out all weekend, they're tripping. If you didn't know Sower MLB has, has launched direct offers, which we've been <laughs> uh, angling for for some time here. Uh, and and our good friend Taco Slayer, who was on the soccer podcast when you when you guest hosted that, said that this bre- better bring Happy Dan in or Positive Dan. So uh, uh, is Positive Dan here, or do we still uh, have some complaints?
2: Positive tripping is 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 a thing for sure. My my I've been it's kind of been a running joke on my on my soccer podcast. That's not so rare focused, but it's Charlotte Football Club focused that I've been, uh, you know, positive Brams for the last few episodes, but Charlotte's gone so far into the tank that I've, we're about to do an episode later this week of that show. And I'm already like on fire with like how crazy negative I'm going to go in response to all the positivity I had been spewing for a few weeks. So I probably do need to be positive on this show about Sower MLB to balance that out. But I, let me say this. And then we need to hear from Alec, obviously, and I appreciate your patience there, Alec, but the one issue that I have, I'm glad SoRare is launching direct offers. Sometimes I wish that their communication would be a little more authentic. It's probably asking far too much in 2022 for a brand to uh, speak the truth and not be all PR speak. But it bothers me a little bit how uh, PRE these announcements are when, when SoRare is like, hey, introducing direct officers. With this feature, you can now send offers and trade directly. Like, they introduce it like it's some like big great thing that they're like for the Pete we've we've given you what you wanted direct offers when it like should have been there the whole time. It's so it's like it reminds me of the Chris Rock uh, stand up routine from years ago when he's like you know talking about the guy who's like I take care of my kids you know like I take care of my kids like bragging about something that you should that you don't brag about what you're supposed to do basically is what i'm is the point i'm trying to get at and so i think there's a little bit of bragging about what they're supposed to do when it comes to the announcements fought you know all things considered put everything else to the side i'm glad the direct offers are here
1: yeah a hundred percent for sure and i know this was something that we on the soccer side have very much been looking forward to and i know that alec has declined my first trade offer to him so we'll (laughs) let him talk about that Uh, I am not, not very happy with him on that one. Um, But yeah, direct offers are here. We can now do things that normal people should be able to do. And yeah, you're right. I think it would be almost better, you know, social content and more engaging if it was like played off as a joke, like, Hey, you've just not been doing this right the whole time. Like that would be so funny. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's, that's obviously not how they're going to do it. They're $4 billion company. So they have to be very PR. They do, you know, have but I mean, think like kind a
2: of player. player. What's what any issue that I have ever had with So Rare on either MLB or soccer side has always just been a failure to like think like a player. You know, like yeah. the, sometimes they don't really understand who the 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 intelligence level. Maybe I overestimate the intelligence level of of the the So Rare po- player population. I I don't know, but like maybe they really do need to make it these kind of ways because there's so many dummies playing that need things broken down, explained to them like children. But for me, I would just per- appreciate a little more authentic voice, but what can I say? Probably not yeah. gonna happen.
1: Yeah, it'd be fun. Uh so we do have Alec back. This is his second time on the show. And he started our show. Uh, I think it was week three, maybe, as as the Sora dummy. He was a baseball guy, but just getting into Sobra for the first time. So it's been seven weeks, and we just wanna we wanna know how it's going. You know, we want to know what you like, what you don't like, you know, what's what's been what's been happening, if you're having any success. So just kind of give us a little backstory here. Fill us in.
0: Yeah, for sure. So definitely been a, a great time here on the platform. I'm very excited from a um, from a baseball junkies perspective to, you know, have the direct offers that really kind of brings the, you know, the actual trading and collecting side to it. Um, really kind of been focusing mainly on just the you know fantasy and scoring side of it. Um, just kind of jumping right in, seeing, you know, what players I could get that are simply just going to produce. And, you know, even if they play for a rival team like the Cardinals, you know, so be it. It's if they get me points and they get me rewards, it is what it is. Um, so really excited for, you know, the, uh, the direct offer thing. And, you know, Chris, I am sorry, I did have to decline that offer. Um, it's a good you know, offer. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll work something up at a, at a different point. I, I can see it in the near future here. Um, you know where to find me. So we'll, we'll get something done. Don't worry.
1: Today, he wanted my Spencer Strider for 50% off. And I was like,
0: yes, I said that wasn't true, but figured, Hey, worth a shot. And uh, I, I understand. I'd be a little uh, shocked if you took that. Um, but it's it's been definitely great so far. Um, you know, had a, had some decent rewards, um, actually got a, a limited from common this past game week. Um, so that was pretty cool. Kind of brings up a, another topic, I guess. But I'll save that for um, later on the show. I know, Chris, we kind of talked about it at work today, but uh, Tripp and want your thoughts on it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but really kind of with the uh, with the gallery, it's just been it's been great to kind of play and, you know, learn from the people coming from the soccer side that know, you know, obviously the sober side and kind of when to, when to buy low and kind of target the market, but, you know, also kind of bring in that baseball knowledge of, you know, you see a guy who has a, has a maybe an 0 for 12 week and um, you know, gets rested on, you know, a certain game week and everyone just kind of selling, 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 but you know, like, Hey, he's got a good matchup coming up or, you know, that's just kind of how baseball is unfortunately. And you pick him up at the right time. And um, you know, maybe they hit a couple home runs, kind of a little Boba shed action. You know, I, I wish I got in on that, but, um, I think he's hit what four home runs in the last two days, so that would be a mm. be a nice card to pick up at some. And point. they're still playing tonight. Yeah. And they're still playing. And he's got he might have six by the time this releases. Too. Yeah, I think I
2: think Bo is going to become the first 100 game week score in Silver MLB mm. history for sure yeah. this week. That's a big. I can't goal, see it not sir. happening. He's at 90 already, right? So,
1: that's absurd. Yeah, we're like not even halfway through the game week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's that's absolutely crazy. So Alec, what's your What's been your best I don't know trade reward? What's been the what's been the highlight so far or, or a car that you picked up that that you just love?
0: Yeah. So I think that on the, uh, starting with rewards, I think the, uh, Edward Cabrera that I got from, uh, from limited a couple weeks ago, um, finished at a hundred and first. So just missed out on, on tier two, but was that first one on tier three. Um, and I actually had a couple of Edward Cabreras in my gallery already. So I saw that Marlon starting pitcher pop up and just kind of couldn't help but laugh. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a, he's a young talent was, you know, he's known for video game stuff because in MLB, the show, he's just been a cheat code. And, Um, And he's had some ups and downs this year, but he's a rookie. So kind of just comes with the territory there. Um, So from a reward side, I'd say him Um, actual card that I, you know, kind of went out and sought after Um, I'm a big Nico Horner fan. He was one of the second or third cards that I bought. Um, So he's really kind of been, been hot lately. Um, But I think kind of one of the guys that really flew under the radar that, you know, kind of picked up, I just thought he'd be, you know, someone serviceable to kind of put in the middle infielder is a JT real Muto from uh, the Mm. Phillies. Um, he's probably been my highest scoring player um, so far. I think he's my second highest just on on XP playing as well, just you know, from having him in the lineup every week and how well he's been playing. So um, I think from actual person in the lineup, I think he's probably been my favorite so far just on scoring. But um, rewards, I got to go Edward Cabrera and uh, just kind of card that I want to have in my collection. I think that Nico Horner for sure.
1: What do you think is the worst card that you have or the, oh, the biggest boy. mistake you've made? You made a lot of mistakes. I know. I, I have made a lot of mistakes. Um, <laughs> it's learning. It's all a learning yeah, process. It's unavoidable. It's, uh, so we got to put you on,
0: down on a on on Jorge Soler on a, on the first day when I, when it initially opened up and I think he's only played three or four games since, uh, since I got his card, he's been on the uh, injured list ever since. So, you know, as, as a Cubs fan, that breaks my heart. I know Chris, he was, he was an absolute stud in the world series and um, you know, for the Braves this past year so. I think biggest mistake was kind of doubling down on that. And, you know, especially with how high prices were on a, that first week um, kind of got burned with that, but I mean, that's just, that's all part of it. You got to learn from it and um, I'm sure I'll make a couple more down the road, but I mean, that's, that's all in the fun with it. You just got to live and learn.
2: Yeah, that that would be the biggest mistake was buying any cards in the first week if you just look <laughs> at current prices. But at the same time, you got to get in there and get in there early. I mean, right? You can't just you know not play. So yeah, yeah.
0: I think that's kind of one thing. If I could go back and do differently, is you know still kind of get in early so I could play those you know the rent limiteds and all that, but maybe not buy all the cards you know on on those first couple of days. Um, slowly starting to kind of see those prices go back up a little bit as guys kind of start to play well. Um, I had a Zach Allen, who I just uh, flipped over the weekend, but um, he's had some, I think he's two or three innings away from uh, setting the Diamondbacks all-time scoring record, all-time record for uh, most consecutive innings pitched without giving up a run. So um, he was a guy I got early that, you know, still took a loss on it because it was a, it was a day one buy, but um, you know, kind of that. So just kind of have to, you know, if I could go back, maybe wait it out a week or two, but I mean, getting some of those low minted cards, I think is still just really cool to see in the gallery.
1: I think I, I, think I got to take a little bit of the blame there because I came into the office day one and was absolutely going after the first AJ mentor for like an absurd amount of money. He was like yeah. the second card on, or maybe even the first card on, on the platform in general. And I was so mad that I didn't get it. And then like later that afternoon, I went after an AJ mentor. I also didn't get that one. Um, but then the the excitement of the office, I think just started to kind of catch on and we got a couple of cards that we maybe shouldn't have in the first couple of days there. So that's probably my bad. But uh, yeah, you live and you learn, you know? No it's hard. All fun. No as long
0: as they're scoring doesn't matter, doesn't bother me it's one. Bit, so all good there.
1: That's definitely true. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, about what you have been up to as far as strategy-wise and what you've been uh, kind of planning, I guess, for the next month or so. Obviously, we're coming down to the end of the season here. Uh, not sure about offseason utility yet. Hopefully we get the World Baseball Classic, um, but just kind of one month left and then we get a playoff run, which all the all the game weeks will be just the different rounds of the playoffs. So not very many you know, game weeks in in there either. Um, are you going to be going after playoffs at all? Are you going to try and pick up some guys on playoff teams? because I know that's a really popular thing to do right now. Are you just kind of planning for next year and, and and trying to get some guys that are a little more undervalued?
0: I think somewhere kind of in the middle, um, have a couple guys on my gallery that are, you know, on either playoff teams or kind of in contending for or contention for the, uh, the playoff spot there. Um, but I think what I'm really looking for, interested to see at least is kind of seeing what a lot of managers do um, with players that end up not making the playoffs um, and seeing if, you know, managers kind of sell off a lot of their gallery to bulk up for the playoffs, you know, get a lot of the Yankees, um, Dodgers, kind of all those, you know, those big name players, um, and you'll kind of get a guy who, you know, for example, to go back to Zach Gallen, who's on the Diamondbacks, who I believe are in last place in the um, NL West, but, you know, still a guy that's a great card to have. So just kind of seeing if people want to, you know, sell, sell, sell to um, buy those playoff guys. So kind of trying to kind of see where that goes first, um, which, you know, that'll kind of, as we get closer to the end of the season here at the end of this month, um, will be interesting to see. But um, as far as strategies kind of for game weeks and you know, really trying to figure out um, I know stacking at, at first was a very big thing, but you know, I've seen kind of mixed results on it. So, you know, trying to figure out if I want to kind of go with the stacking option for game weeks or just simply say, Hey, these are my seven best players. We're just going to roll it out and hope that, that everyone does well. So, um, you know, still kind of trying to figure out what the, the best route to go for that is, you know, and obviously open to to hear what you guys think as well, especially coming from the, uh, the soccer side as well.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know me. I've, I've been preaching stacking since day one. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep preaching uh, preaching stacking. I just I think you're giving yourself the best chance to win personally. I think, and especially you can get the best like value out of like getting some cheaper guys that you stick into a stack. But it's not like a magic bullet. It's not something that's gonna guarantee you win every time. Uh, we've seen friends of the show Bob, who doesn't really stack that much. He just kind of gets the best guys at each position that he can find. He's having great results with that. I've seen it both ways. You know, it just – it kind of depends on how you like to play, really. But just from my DFS background and just like playing baseball on DraftKings for a few years, like I just can't help myself. I just – I have to stack. I'm always going to lean towards a stack. And I I have another friend who has been – bemoaning he's every week he splits his blue Jays stack into two different lineups. And then he, then inevitably the game week's halfway over. And I get, I see the post, why did I split my blue Jays again? So, you know, I I'm, I'm here for stacking, but if you have uh, the money to get like the super studs at each position, or if you just feel like that's your best way to go, then I, I certainly am here for the argument or the discussion.
1: Yeah. I think it's more about trying to get good value and making sure that you get a stack of players that are still good Like I've seen a ton of people who get stacks that are just like, one of the guys will hit 10 home runs in a year. And it's just like, that guy is never going to go off. Like that guy's never really going to have a big week. So you're just setting yourself up for failure there. Yes. It's a stack, but it's not a, it's not a stack that has any chance of hitting. Whereas if you can get, and it doesn't have to be a great team, but like there are, there are some teams that have, you know, some questionable pitchers, but they have some pretty good lineups. Right. Right. Like, they've got some some decent hitters. Um, so I think you can get some stacks from, from some lower-tier teams that are still going to uh, to kind of set you up for success a little bit. And I also think a lot of people have I, – I don't see it too often, but I've had some people ask me about, like, full-team stacks, and I'm not a huge fan of that. I'm not a huge fan of throwing, like, five guys, because then you you basically need that team to score, like, six to seven runs every single night of the game week. Um, somebody in the lineup's going to go for three with, with three strikeouts. Like I, I know the Cardinals, sorry, Alec, I think the Cardinals beat the Cubs one night. It was like 12 to two or something. And Goldschmidt was like, over for four with three mm-hmm. strikeouts. And it's like, mm-hmm. if you had that stack, you're thinking, you're thinking pretty, uh, pretty good thoughts as you pulling up the score. But then that one guy kind of ruins it. So, um, yeah, I, I typically am going with like three man stack and a two man stack that I kind of mix and match throughout the, throughout the team. Um, but I've also started in like limited all-star and rare all-star, which are, which have more rewards total. Um, I've started, you know, a three man stack and two random players. I've started a two man stack and three random players before. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's just kind of also what you, what you have available. You don't need to go and buy a new stack every single week. And if your stack like this week, my brave stack is kind of no good. Cause they're only, they only have two games. So, um, yeah, I, I think there's a ton of different strategies and a ton of different ways to win, and there's enough rewards out there right now to where you can kind of win with a lot of different strategies, and we don't you don't really need to be super efficient yet. Um, now, one thing that that I had kind of, I guess, thought of, and I don't know if it's a good idea, so I'm just gonna throw it out here and have you guys tell me that I'm stupid. Um, is exactly with the Braves stack this week. So I obviously own all the Braves except for two, which you shall not be named until I until I add them to my team.
2: <laughs> um,
1: so I, I, I have all the Braves, I can start the stack whenever I want. They only have two games this week, and some other teams have five games. So you're going up against a huge disadvantage here. Mm-hmm. But say maybe not this week because there are five game weeks, but say there was you know a weekend series. Where there was two uh, two games for one team, which doesn't happen often, and three games for everybody else, or even a midweek series where there's no double headers, and a few teams have four, but most teams have three, and your team has two, a lot of people are going to sit those stacks because they only have two games. But say like like this one, where it's a you know a juicy matchup with the with the um, Athletics in this game week, is there kind of some sort of a differentiation that you could go for? Um and kind of use the Braves almost as like no one else will be using them, so I'm going to use the Braves, and if they go off, then I'm going to basically win the game. Week. What do you guys think of that strategy? Is am I being stupid here, or is that possible?
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I think it really kind of depends on the matchup. I know there was a, a example earlier in the in the so rare season with the White Sox where. Um, they only had two games, and I told you to start Jose Abreu, and I think he got two points, and whoever the other guy was ended up getting fifteen to twenty. So, um, I I think it can definitely burn you at times like that. But I mean, I agree. I think it really kind of is a good way to, you know, set yourself apart and kind of look at it and say, you know, okay, like very few people probably are going to have some Braves or whatever team it is at that time, um, in the lineup with only having two games. But you know, if it hits, that's just gonna going to shoot you up because of how few people have um, that same player combo. So, you know, I think it really kind of depends on the matchup and um, at the end of the day, it just comes out to, you know, how confident you are in those, you know, those one or two players and um, you know, whether it's a stack of two or just a, a solo, I think it just comes down to how how confident you are in that player and, you know, whether it's doing some additional research or research to look up, you know, the player's specific matchup numbers against that pitcher, or if it's whether the team or, or anything, but, you know, I think a little bit of extra research and whether it's five extra minutes can go, you know, a very long way when you're the, you know, let's just call it one of five people that, that stack the team with two uh, games that game week. So
1: what part of, part of my thinking also on it is this, I don't, I, I have kind of shied away lately from using William Contreras, who is a very good player when he starts, but the Braves also have Darno at the catching position. So a lot of times they'll go like one, will catch one, one night, the other will catch the other night and they'll both be the DH while the other catches. And then one will catch the third game and they'll let somebody else DH. So a lot of times you're losing a game, basically a game a week with William Contreras where he's just not in the lineup. So my thinking with that is, well, it's a two game, you know, it's, it's only two games. So they're likely to play him both games. Like they're likely to have him catch one day and have the DH the next day. so, on a normal week, if I'm starting him on a weekend with three games, I'm expecting him to play two games, and now I'm basically expecting him to play two games um, anyway. So maybe not with the you know Goldschmidt, every day Austin Riley, Matt Olson type player who plays every single day, because they are literally losing a game. But on with a guy like William Contreras, who's very good when he plays, but he doesn't play every single day. Um, having two off days on either side pretty much guarantees he's going to play both those games. So uh, does that kind of factor into the thinking at all there, Trippin?
2: Oh, it definitely factors. I, I mean, let's, I actually, I have a real world example that literally just happened in real time as we're watching this, as you were talking That I was keeping an eye on Milwaukee and Colorado because we had the big question of whether to play Christian Yelich this week with a five game week for the Brewers right and he had been missed a few games from neck soreness and it was like yeah he's got five games but will he play all five games and he actually took a zero in game one of the series against the Rockies yesterday just hit a leadoff home run to start game two so uh, we got the news that Yelich was going to be because of the delay that that rain delay you mentioned earlier because we had the noon lock when that that Mets game was originally scheduled you had to at first it was you're going to have to make the decision on Yelich whether to go for his five games before you knew if he was in the lineup, because the uh, the Mets game got rained out, they pushed Locke back, and you actually got the news before Locke that he was going to be okay for game one. But it's a neck thing, and he's day to day. He could have played game one and then skipped the rest of the series. So you have to w- question: like, are you see five games on the schedule and you're like, Oh, dude, my guy's got five games. I'm plugging them in, but is he really going to get the five games? Is is the question I played Yelich in a, in a brewers and giants stack this week, by the way, three brewers, two giants and
1: Good Lord, that's a
2: lot I, of games. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I didn't want to go full. Like you said, I kind of went like with what you said was I didn't want to go the full five man brewer stack. I wanted to spread split, spread it out a little bit. Uh, I didn't, maybe he hadn't, I have one questionable call. I put in Jock Peterson in, who because he's facing a few lefties for the Dodgers this week, but he's been hot, so I put him in. Uh, Yelich home run, I love it. But yeah, you like you said, it all comes down to. I also have Austin Riley in another lineup, a different lineup, even for the only two Braves games. I'm like, hey, it's Austin Riley. I'm putting Both him in. Threatened. I have no better option. I'm putting him in. So it it comes down to individual man. There's so much at stake. There's so many factors in every decision. That's what I'm really starting to dig about. So rare MLB as I play it and the injury news process searching is a little different than it is for football. So I made one goof up. I put in a, in a third lineup that's totally different. I have Austin Slater, the giants outfielder who's actually injured. And I didn't, I didn't realize it. He got put on the injured list yesterday after lock, but he had been kind of banged up before that. And I could have spotted that, but I didn't. So that's on me, but the injury news, the number of games, the pitchers they're gonna face, the ballpark, the whether they're gonna f- play every game in in this series is just so complex and interesting. and you really get rewarded for for knowing baseball and for being able to follow the sport and like knowing why things happen. Alec made reference to that earlier in terms of finding deals on the market because of a quote unquote, random benching that appears random to the general public, but you know it's not random for those kind of reasons, like there's, uh, there's really so many layers and levels that are revealing themselves about so rare MLB that might not have been apparent when uh, we first started the game.
1: Yeah. Really, really and interesting. Christian Yelich also, by the way, let, let's, have, make, Whoa. Let's, make that, let's
2: make that one of I mean, one no. one let's let Let's not yeah, make that yeah. the official yeah. position of the pod. <laughs> hey. hey, he yeah. hit the home run as I'm sitting here, like putting my thoughts <laughs> together to respond to you. So what can I do?
1: no still not still not a that, fan. that one hurts no nope, pass um yeah we, we can just move move right on from that one um and we'll, we'll go right back to you because you have an interesting idea or i guess I, I don't know if you even buy it yourself but you wanted to to kind of discuss it and see what we kind of thought about it and you haven't really given us too much detail so we're gonna kind of react to this live on the fly but you have something about like different competitions that you want to be open. And obviously you got to kind of get creative when you're trying to, trying to figure out how we can have more competitions and more utility out of these cards. Um, So you've got, I guess, an idea uh, that you wanted to discuss. So let's, let's hear what you got there. Tripad.
2: Yeah. So here's my idea. I'm not super sold on it. Like I said, but I'd love to hear what you guys think and maybe we can go with this. So, The whole point of this, the inspiration behind this is we want more divisions, right? In football, we have champion Europe, challenger Europe, America, Asia, underdog specialists. And so there's all these different competitions you can play, which uh, incentivizes having a large gallery and having a bunch of cards. Right now in MLB, you've got limited all-star, limited, you've got only six divisions max if you wanted to play everything, right? Plus the common so how can they build more divisions well one thing that they could do is put some type of age restricted division like the u23 division in soccer but the other thing that i just thought of was like i was thinking about like uh, rotisserie baseball i was thinking about the early days of fantasy baseball we're so used to now sort of more of a a dfs model where you just get raw points and you stack up points and you just whoever gets the most points wins right and i think that's ultimately better i think the reason it's more popular and kind of replace rotisserie in many people's minds is because it's just it's just easier to keep track of and it's more more fun to just pile on points and not necessarily worry about where you are on a rotisserie chart but this could be a so, division they could open up this could be a way that they score it and So what basically you, you accumulate your stats. If you don't know rotisserie, basically, if I need to do a quick primer on that, it's just like, let's say there's 10 teams in a league and you don't get, and you have 50 home runs on a week and someone else has 30 and someone else has 20 and someone else has 10, let's say. And then what
1: team is hitting 50 home runs in a week? It's just for the sake of, our, I'm just, th-
2: I'm just Let's throwing it out. The team of
0: Aaron judge right there. That's so, all that
2: is. so basically what it means is if you have, if your team has the most home runs in the league, in the fantasy league in a week, then you get 10 points. And whoever has the second most home runs in it gets nine. And whoever has the third most gets eight. And then whoever has the least amount gets one. So like a perfect score in a 10 team, 10 category rotisserie matrix would be a hundred, right? So in this example that I dreamed up as far as so rare purposes, it's like if they split up the, if they just like kept track of your, you know, your cumulative stats in every category, instead of giving you points for them, they just added them up and like whoever the top 10% in a, in the slate, in the game week, the top 10% in the division would get 10 points in that category. The 90 to 99% would get nine points, 80 to 89, et, et cetera. And so like your perfect score, I'd have to double check how many scoring categories there are. What is it? Uh, But like a perfect score would be like 10 and everything. Again, I don't necessarily know that this would work, but it would just be a different way to do it. And I just I want to see some creative ideas for like how to expand divisions. I don't know if I explained that very well, but it, it, it would just be sort of a different way to do it. And you could use the same cards basically. So I don't know, just a thought. Yeah. I think it's definitely a, a, an
0: interesting concept. Um, and I think that the best way to do it, if you do do it rather than, you know, having the highest getting 10 is kind of break it down percentage wise. So, you know, your, your top 10% get the 10 and so on and so forth. Um, and I, I don't believe they have this in soccer, but I think if you're going to go that route, I think could be something that would be very interesting, um, is to really kind of go the the straight fantasy baseball route and, allow you to kind of create your own tournament with, you know, nine other friends, 19 Mm -hmm. other friends, however many you want to have it. Um, And so that way you can straight go, okay, whoever has the most gets 10 second most gets nine. Um, And that way, it also kind of adds that direct competition, you know, with people, um, if you want to, you know, handpick the nine people, if you want to just kind of join a random one, and they'll randomly assign it, but I think that would kind of add something that would be really unique. Um, both, you know, kind of similar to fantasy baseball where you're keeping that same format, but, you know, tying it directly to SoRare where you still have to go out, own those cards, whether it's, you know, you break it up by scarcity, by, you know, rookies, U23, all that. But I think that'd be something that'd be, you know, really interesting to kind of see if they were, you know, if it's even possible for them to kind of swing that.
2: That makes me think that could be like an interesting idea. Maybe SoRare doesn't do this themselves because they don't yeah. really do things like that mm-hmm. but it could be a third party site if you if you play so rare soccer so rare you know that, that there's like so rare brag so yeah. rare mega and there's all these and so rare data runs leagues and so there's like there's sort of these third party applications that get built up around so rare cards and mm-hmm. that's you know that's the that's the superpowers of of the blockchain that these cards have that SORA used to advertise back on the day that when I first joined, that was their like marketing, our cards have superpowers. They can be used anywhere. And that'd be kind of cool. That'd be, it'd be an interesting type of site to develop an interesting way to do private Roto leagues with your SoRare cards for sure.
1: We have the copyright on that, by the way, on SoRare Roto leagues or whatever. We have dibs. Yeah. Um, So another thing, start it. Another thing. Yeah. That's, that's a hundred percent it. Um, Another thing that just kind of sparked something in my head, because you said, you know, ten point, ten points to the top 10%, nine points to the to the next 10%, eight points to the next 10%. And there's 10 different categories. That gives you 100 points total that you could get. 100 points is what the soccer matrix is as well. So you could kind of match up baseball and soccer, and that would be a way that you could have a cross-sport yeah. competition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh So I I don't know. I haven't really thought that out. That literally just occurred to me right now. That seems kind of interesting. Like, would you average like a five-man soccer team and then have your baseball team all, you know, so you could get like 100 max from your soccer team, 100 max from your baseball team, and then whoever gets, you know, the highest scores in the the league wins? I don't know. That's a really – interesting concept I, I that's a that's a kind of a way that you can kind of tie things together because i know a ton of people are playing both soccer and baseball um and a ton of people would love to see you know cross cross platform i, I don't even want to call it cross platform because it's the same platform uh, but cross sport functionality which would i think would be really really interesting and especially make the make the months from april to may and from august to october absolutely fascinating with what you do with your cards because mm-hmm. all the seasons of everything would be overlapping and you could just have massive competitions which would be awesome um but yeah i think that's that's an interesting one and uh, not one that i've thought of but yeah that seems Dude, like a sewer so brag type of a thing to to have like 10
2: man leagues or what are some other ideas that we could get more divisions on the main so rare site in terms of like competing for rewards on a leaderboard like we're already doing like is there an age cutoff or a rookies or a service time type of thing? You guys got any ideas yeah. there?
1: I like I love the rookies only league. I think that would be really fun. Uh, because obviously once you're once your Spencer Strider isn't a rookie anymore, then you can't use him in that league. Um, so you always have to be on the cutting edge of everything, which I think would be just awesome. I would love to see, you know, I think eventually we will see american league national league you know split up into different competitions similar to champ euro and and champ america and champ asia um it'd be fun to play cards based on their nationality as well Uh, i think you'd probably have to print cards with the nationality on it like they do in soccer but um you know having a you know you can only enter dominican players you can only enter puerto rican players you can only enter american players that would be really fun um and then, you know, kind of similar to specialist league in soccer, where you have different scoring marks that you have to hit. You have to have two guys that aren't very good, basically. Uh, and then you got to have, you know, you can only have one superstar on your team. I think that would be an interesting way to do things. Um, underdog league as well. I mean, that stuff is just directly throw throwoverable. Um, I don't know. I I, I feel like I tried to take most of the good ideas. Alec, do you have any other ones that you want
0: to throw on there? Uh, I mean, I guess just kind of breaking down the, you know, leagues one step further, if they want to end up doing divisions or kind of anything like that, just to kind of take that, you know, one step further. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think definitely just kind of from looking over on the soccer side, you know, why I, I personally don't play a lot of the the more complex ones, um, seeing that there is a way to do that, I think would be, you know, great for baseball. And, um, you know, I think right now it's, it's a good base to kind of start out with, with just the I guess what are we at seven different total tournaments, seven or eight um, between all the scarcities, um, but I think really kind of broadening, making it you know larger and um, whether it's rookies or divisions or um, you know U twenty three service time, kind of anything like that, um, just to really kind of get more you know tournaments out there. I think would be you know also great for helping to grow the platform as well.
2: In classic so rare fashion, if you go to the all tournaments page, it says there's eight different ones in the little icon, but they're counting uh, training. Common so. counts. Well, common counts, but just training—they're counting training as a tournament. I, I don't know if that one should count, but that's so rare for you. <laughs> nah. Training
0: is important, right, Alec? It sure is. Very. What's very your important. What's your biggest XP card? Oh, man, I think it is. Uh, it's either JT Realmuto or Nico Horner. I think uh, last I looked, I think it was Nico Horner.
1: You know the uh, bonus it's, on it's
0: very close between those two. I got a lot of guys that are all kind of right around, I think seven and a half percent for limited. So I guess that's level five. Um, but I think Nico's just been been there because he's been with me since day one. So um, I think this point, it's gotta be him. Yeah.
1: Training's important, boys and girls. See if your Nico goes up against my Nico, which I run as a reward. Uh well, mine's a rare, so it's still gonna be better than yours. But you know, <laughs> other than that
2: uh the the bonus will be a little closer at least yeah Um, i think that about the highest you can have right now is level five maybe level six on on some some bs or something
1: i'm getting close to level six on like one or two cards but i'm not there yet um yeah so that's an interesting kind of i guess new idea or brainstorm um and then there's obviously this is like they don't want to call it a soft launch, but it's a soft launch, right? Like we're testing out a bunch of stuff. We're testing out the market. We're testing out the scoring system. We're testing out how all of these different things are going to work. And I think we will see some changes and there are definitely some things uh, that I would love to see implemented for next year that I think better reflects how good a baseball player you, you kind of are. Um, and one of those being, you know, errors in the field. Like, I, I don't know why you wouldn't, wow. use, why why wouldn't you have negatives for errors? Like, if you make an error, wow.
2: you that's really kind of to an issue. That in? I oh yeah, that I, oh, I'm for opposed sure. to that personally. But I don't, defen- I don't want any defense. I don't want any defensive stats in my fantasy baseball game. I just
1: don't. Ah, it's horrible though, because then you get guys that just don't ever play any defense. Like you want your five tool players to be the most valuable, whereas right now it's just three tool players that are the most valuable. It just has to be the right three tools, you know. So um, I'm I'm more of a you know elite defense should count for something type of a guy um but there are plenty of other yeah, ways if, to go about this if
2: i mean are you going are you going uh give put out are you going to count put outs and just make first baseman prices sky, sky through the roof and stuff no, like that I don't, you I don't, don't know. have to yeah or you could do it by position like they do in soccer which is yeah not the
1: not the best thing in my opinion but i would just add you know errors i would add intentional walks are not scored, which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Like when judge comes up with two on and two out in the ninth inning and they say, Nope, we're just going to walk you. You get nothing for that. Like he's so intimidating that you didn't want to pitch to him. That should be worth more than a normal walk, honestly. But even if it's the same as a walk like that, it it is a walk. Like it is literally a walk. So Um, just different things like that. But uh, one of the ideas that you had was, uh, do we have decisives in baseball, and if so, what does that look like? So I'll let you kind of explain uh, your thought process. Or how yeah, this actually, about.
2: this is not even necessarily an idea that I have. I don't have much of a thought process, although so I thought about it briefly. This would, this is a listener idea. This is a listener generated discussion. Wait, from... we have yeah, listeners? Yeah, we do. We do. They, they, ha- you know, they have their complaints about the show, but they do still <laughs> listen. So there you go. But. Uh, my boy McG, uh, one of my Orlando guys, guy that I met down in Orlando for the Orlando So Rare Soccer meetup, showed me a real good time. He was such a – he became such a cool guy that after meeting him just for a couple of days – that I'm now cheering for Orlando in the U S open cup, even though everything in my heart tells me I should be cheering uh, for the underdog. I, I know, I know. But just, I have friends that are Orlando fans. I gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta support my friends. So uh, the, I do have a heart for the underdog inside, but anyway, McG loves to listen to the show. He told me that he wants decisives. He wants decisive. He wants a complete game to count for extra points he wants a no hitter to count Mm. for a lot of extra points he wants a three home run game like bo bichette had yesterday to be a bonus a a five hit game or four even maybe a four hit game so i'm not saying these would be very commonly applied but there's just a little bit more bonus you wouldn't even necessarily call them decisives like they call in soccer i don't Uh, know if you have you started playing soccer at all acts are you strictly baseball only
0: Uh, I mean, I set my training lineup and I think I do
2: Academy and casual, but. Okay. So, you you know, you're familiar with the concept of like a 25 point decisive being a huge score boost, right? Yeah. And kind of, kind of a make or break your player basically for the game week. I don't think we would see them. That's, I don't think, and you know, they're called that because they're decisive in deciding the outcome of a soccer match. So I wouldn't call them necessarily decisives in MLB, but I would call them some type of like, uh, extremely rare event bonus or, or something like that. Just, which maybe if you're getting, you know, if you, if you pitch a complete game shutout and you f- assume you're going to have a few strikeouts there to to help you uh, go all the nine innings and not get pulled sooner, it, you're going to have a big score anyway. So I, I don't know how really necessary it is, but again, I'm just passing along my boy McGee's uh, idea. And I do think there should be some kind of cool thing for a no hitter even if it's just a specially minted card or something like that. But what do you guys think on this topic?
0: Yeah, I think that definitely be, you know, something to look into. I think for sure, complete games. Um, I think on the hitter side, maybe if they complete the cycle, um, so getting a single, double, triple, and a home run all in the same game, um, something like that. Um, it's it's a little easier compared to a complete game, but um, a quality start for a starting pitcher, I want to say it's five innings, um, with less than three earned runs, um, so that's you know right. it's a just little give,
2: bit easier. Just give three bonus points for a quality start, you know. It doesn't yeah, I mean, mean that would be something a lot smaller yeah.
0: compared to a complete game, but yeah, I mean I think if you add in kind of those those you know, I guess achievements, you could call it, yeah. um, especially with how rare it is for a pitcher these days to go a complete game and all that. So, um, I think that would definitely be something that you know would be cool to see, you know, coming up next season. Obviously, it's it's this it's too late to do this year. Um, But once you get a full offseason, I think if, you know, enough people kind of bring some suggestions to the table, um, I think that'd be a really cool thing to see that, you know, kind of adds to that scoring as well.
1: How cool would it have been to see Dylan Cease on the mound in the ninth inning and you have him starting and you've got like a 15-point no-hitter boost on the line in the ninth inning? Like, obviously he lost it, so you would have been pissed. But, like, how cool would that have been mm-hmm. as a baseball guy to, like, oh my god my guy's got a no hitter through seven like he's got a chance at this like i could you know you, you basically just win the week you just like automatically get a reward if you if you started that guy um yeah no hitters perfect games hit for the cycle three home runs um steal four bases like all of these things that you just don't do on a normal game game day um or that like if they happened major league baseball would be tweeting about it like nonstop all the time uh those types of things that engage people you should get an extra big bonus and i was when you honestly when we started this conversation i was 100 percent against decisive actions but i'm 100 percent on board with this kind of thing like i love this i don't think like one play should be a decisive action but i think yeah what you said achievement like yeah a, like an Alex's in-game achievement, achievement. Yeah. yeah i love that because like yeah, Boba would be cool if it was like four games and he hit a home run. Like, you know, he hit two home runs yesterday. He hits one today and he hits one tomorrow. And he hits four home runs. Like, yeah, good game week. But, like, if he hits four home runs in one game, that's way, way harder to do and and way more impressive, in my opinion. Yeah, so, yeah, I think you, you should – yeah, I mean, even three. You should definitely, you know, get – get uh get a little something else extra for that so
2: there could also be sort of an achievement think how this would affect strategy if there was an achievement bonus for like doing something in each game of a game week then all of a sudden your guy who's only got two games in a game week maybe becomes a little bit more appealing because he has an easier road to that Mm. achievement he only has to do something twice instead of four times so that could add a layer of strategy even if it was just like get two hits in each game of the game week let's say you know so it's not going to happen all the time but it will happen with enough frequency that if a guy's on a hot streak it can happen and you get a nice little bonus might make for some interesting what, decision making yeah. what about like longer term things
1: where the guy can kind of be on the precipice of something going into a game like like you said with Zach Allen he's two innings away from setting the dime bags record for scores innings what if it was like pitch 18 scoreless innings in a row and you get something and you know okay my guy's got 15 in a row he only has he's only got to get three more this week like imagine the price bump as people know that zach Allen is is on the precipice of that you could either sell into that or you could use it and and uh, and go for the reward or you know the classic like age-old baseball thing hitting streaks right Mm -hmm. like the higher the hitting streak the higher your like reward is so like if your guy's got a 20 game hit streak going you get like five points in that game week if he's got a 30 game hit streak you got like 10 points in that game week you know there have there have been what like 20 30 game hit streaks all ever so like it's not really going to happen that much but like knowing that and having that be a possibility would just like completely change the market and completely change the strategy and change honestly kind of probably changes how you build your team um, so yeah, I'd love to like that all this stuff is super creative. And I, I'm glad we have our, our creative juices flowing today. Yeah. Um, and Trippin, yeah, you kind of
0: touched on it too. Um, you know, it's it's not really from a scoring standpoint, but if they kind of minted special cards to, you know, commemorate a no hitter or you know, a perfect game, kind of anything like that. And you know, from a scoring right. standpoint, I think you kind of keep it the same to you know level the playing field with that. But I mean, as a Cubs fan, if if you know a Cubs player threw a no hitter, I mean, I it doesn't matter the price on that i'm going out mm-hmm. to get that
2: card and it was a special like action shot of i was them, gonna like, say yeah, trip and going what picture cool should really be on there Shows, yeah, yeah, yeah like
0: um i mean the i guess one picture that Bart comes to Burley. mind you know kind of with that is you know when the cubs won the world series <laughs> there's a great picture of anthony rizzo just with both arms raised huge smile cheek right. to cheek, or ear to ear um so just kind of some kind of action shot like that i think is a from a collecting standpoint would just but, be incredibly cool they
2: did it one time in in soccer with Enzo Perez who's a midfielder for River Plate and the goalkeeper got injured they were out of subs so Enzo had to go in for the last (laughs) 10-15 minutes of the match and and he he made a couple of saves and they they minted a special card of Enzo it was still a midfielder card for Mm -hmm. purposes but the the picture was different than his headshot it was him with goalkeeper gloves like making a save and it's like man that was cool and it's like and I remember when they put that card out and they were like, thank you to the people at River Plate for making it happen. So it seemed like there has there's some type of licensing issue with photos because it's just like too good of an idea. You feel like if Solar could do this, they they would have already done it because mm-hmm. it's just like as so easy. It's just so it's so easy. Yeah, it's so lame to just have nothing but like staring straight ahead. Cards of these players, you know their their media day headshots. It does make it easier for them to change the jerseys when guys trade teams really quick. I I I get that part because they can just reskin it. But it just and I'm not saying they should get rid of those. You know, boring. You know, I'll call them the boring cards. You know, generic cards. If all if almost if if eighty percent of the the card stock was generic pictures, the standard headshot type pick, and then they made room for like twenty percent of like for like special events and different reasons just even division winners even like yeah. you don't have to throw a no hitter but let's say the braves win the division so they do a run of like the next five cards for each braves player that get minted have a special even if you don't change the picture even if you just put nl east champions uh badge and the then i'm gonna have to sell my like
1: whole that. brave stack
2: and well, go yeah. get another Brave stack. <laughs> yeah, stop giving up my gift you're giving up xp at that point it's a tough decision it's Games not a are tough decision. decisions I always say games are about decisions. So Sora needs to give us more decisions. I know they love to keep it simple. They're trying to grow this game, and so everything we've been talking about here is adding layer upon layer of complexity. If it were to happen, and that's probably not good for for growing the game right away. So I get it, but man, like, do more, give us more. I I I want. I know it's a soft launch. It's this the unofficial. It's the it's the. Not quite as firm launch, you could call it, I guess if you're being generous. But next year I want to see so much more.
1: They should have called this year zero. Like that would be even cooler than year one, you know? Because it's it mm-hmm. like next year really is year one,
2: you know? Zero point five, um, right? Since picked yeah, up at the all-star break. Exactly.
1: Yeah. This is the half season of, of year zero. Um, I have a, a solution if they have issues with licensing the pictures. They can send me to sit behind home plate and I will take my camera and just shoot everything. If right. they just you know, pay
2: for all my tickets and You're all my not plane the first flights. Per- I, I yeah, have a, a, another friend it. I chat with who's made that same offer in soccer. He's like, yeah, I'm an amateur photographer and I would love yeah. to go to soccer matches and take pictures for you. So like, come on.
1: Yeah, 100%. Very cheap. Um, You know, you just got to pay for everything. Um, But yeah, no, I think a lot of that stuff it would be really cool to see if they, if they can do it. And, you know, they've got an opportunity here with, with the playoffs coming up. We're going to have an NL champ. We're going to have an AL champ. We're going to have world series champ. So we'll see what they do. Um, Last, I guess, topic here, as we kind of, kind of wrap things up is kind of looking ahead and kind of planning a little bit for next year. So I know, obviously you're a, a bigger baseball guy here, Alex. We want to get a little more baseball talk in Um, what are some of the, I guess rookies, but younger guys, just in general, uh, guys that maybe haven't performed as well this year, guys that are a little bit lower price. If you're on a budget, that you're kind of looking to start your team, uh, that you can go out and, and pick up, and they can be kind of kind of cornerstones of your team for years to come. Are there any guys that that you're kind of looking at in in that light?
0: Yeah. So um, I know he's he's on the injured list right now, but uh, but I believe it's Brett Beatty. Brett Batty, His last name's B A T Y. Um, was the, the top one of the three prospects for the New York Mets um, just got called up recently. So i um, had a couple games kind of played sparingly and um, unfortunately got hurt, but I mean, he's a guy that I think at a first glance, you look at his scores, he had a couple negatives out there and, you know, just to a, at a quick glance, you're kind of just skipping over him, but um, you know, looking at guys that are kind of like him, they're those top prospects that, you know, get a couple at bats here and there, but never really get their chance to shine this year at least. Um, kind of looking at guys like him um, a lot of teams typically once they're out of the playoff race will kind of start to call up um, some of their prospects to get some big league service time here at the end of the year so um, keeping an eye on that seeing you know what prospect lists are out there and you know obviously it all depends on once a player's card actually gets minted so you know that's kind of the big question on turnaround time but you know I think definitely looking at kind of some of those those top prospects and you know you don't have to do a a full full list on every team you know um, MLB and um, fan graphs and all that they have a, a composite list of the top 100 prospects so you know if you just want to kind of pick a couple names out there and, and look at rosters and all that but um, I did just throw I into... just did
2: did just add Brett Beatty to the uh, so rare in the states pod of watch list that some people listeners are able to follow so there you go perfect and yeah any, well, any, any more a... you, any more you got I thought any but anyone who gets mentioned on the show all since we started this show uh, from different people that we've had on anytime a guest mentions a player, or someone they're watching, they get added to the watch list. So there you go. I have a
1: nomination to, to make to the list. Corbin Carroll has just been called up by the Diamondbacks. Uh, and I might have stolen that from Alec, but I wanted to make sure I got
0: mine in. Um, that was, uh, that was actually the next one. Uh, he is, uh, I mean, he's one of the fastest guys in the league right now. So from a, from a stolen base and single standpoint, I mean, that's going to be, that's going to be huge um, especially kind of just as a pinch runner. So, you know, even if he doesn't get an at-bat one game, um, they'll put him into pinch run. And I mean, if he gets a stolen base, I believe that's five points. So I mean, that's a great way for a guy to still pick up points without actually, you know, being in the starting lineup. So, you know, he's a guy to throw in there as well, but I mean, just kind of target some of those prospect lists and, you know, as guys get called up, just kind of keep an eye on it. And, um, you know, I think the the biggest thing, and I kind of touched on it earlier, is just trust your gut. If, you know, if you're a baseball fan and you're watching some of the guys play and, you know, there's going to be a learning curve when you jump from the minors, minors to major league baseball. And, um, it's a it's a huge step up just in across the board. So, you know, if you see a guy who's performing well in in triple A and minor leagues and, you know, he kind of struggles to find his feet this first, you know, I guess this last month of the season, it's it's still a guy to definitely target going into next year and um, at the very least keep an eye on.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that's a great point. Uh, you can kind of have some some soft starts for some guys that. Maybe they come up and they get their cup of coffee and it doesn't really look great and the numbers don't look awesome. Um, some guys they come up and they just start hitting immediately, but most guys it's not like that. Most guys you have to adjust because these are the, the best pitchers in the world. You won't see anything like it mm-hmm. in triple A. So you have to get up here and just take some swings against them. But the the top guys generally, I mean, some you know, some guys bust, it happens, but top guys generally will uh, will kind of get that way. Um, now, as far as, uh, as one of my favorite players goes, Spencer Strider, um, obviously he's a cheat code in, in soar MLB, but he's not the only starting pitcher who has relief pitcher eligibility. Um, give us, cause I know there are a few guys out there. Give us maybe one guy that we should be looking at as, as that kind of Spencer Strider for next year. Um, who's maybe under the radar or maybe hasn't quite caught on. I know the cat's out of the bag on some of the guys, but um, maybe give us maybe give us somebody that, that you're looking at.
0: Yeah, so it it definitely kills me to say as a Cubs fan, but they're actually both on the Cardinals. Um, it's Andre Pallante and Jake Woodford, um, both are guys who who have been starters their whole career. They were starters in the minors. Um, they've made a couple spot starts here and there, but just with kind of the the pitching depth that the Cardinals have at the moment, um, they kind of got moved to the bullpen. So um, I think definitely it got both guys are you know someone to kind of keep an eye on and see. Um, especially with that Cardinals rotation. you know, Jose Quintana's on a one- year deal, so he'll likely be gone next year. Um, Adam Wainwright may retire at the end of the year. Who knows if he comes back. So, you know, right off the top there, that's two spots, and um, Jack Flaherty's coming back from injury, so he'll most likely fill one of those. but I mean, at the end of the day, you're kind of looking at the the Cardinals have to fill one of those rotation spots, and it's whether or not they, you know, go out and trade for someone, or they kind of say, hey, we've got two guys here that you know we can trust, and whether it's they go to a six-man rotation for, you know, a couple of weeks, or just kind of flip-flop them every now and then. But you know, I think those are two guys that are kind of, you know, someone to keep an eye on. Um, Polante's had a couple of rough outings um, this past couple of times. He's um, really only pitched an inning. I think it was this past game week he put up a negative ten. Um, gave up a couple of runs in one inning so you know that'll still come up but when you move to a starter you know you kind of slowly progress from that where if you go you know six innings you can give up three runs and still have a good outing where you know when you're stuck in the bullpen you give up three runs in one inning that's that's the game right there so um, I think those are two guys just kind of off the top of my head that um, I actually have both on my gallery and I'm really interested to see kind of what happens moving forward with them.
1: Yeah, I love that you uh, have effectively pumped my players for me. So that was the main reason I asked you that question.
2: Yeah, um, I've added another, them to the watch list.
1: Another guy, too, that the Cardinals kind of have been uncertain about what they're going to do with is Jordan Hicks, who they had as a closer. Uh, then they tried to stretch him out into a full-on starter, and now I guess he's back in the bullpen, sort of. Does that um, ever
2: work, by the way? Has that ever truly worked in the history of baseball? I, it seems like I it mean, no, no. Yeah. Like, just – He's if you an have a great closer, closer just let him like close just, yeah just <laughs> you know?
1: leave him well no no actually john smoltz i take that back john smoltz well, was a great closer who then became a starter
2: no 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 you have that backwards he went he went both
1: ways he was a starter who became a closer who then became a starter again because the braves needed a starter at the end
2: well okay but yeah i mean john he started his career as one of the, yeah. the best starters out there and then he became well, an elite closer then he went back but yeah, you're right. But he wasn't. Uh, but that's not being stretched out like like uh, uh, Alec yeah. described with some of these younger guys. But yeah, yeah, I'm with you. But yeah, I yeah, mean Jordan, but the young guys, a guy he's, that, yeah, you the could, young guys. He, he was talking 100
0: about hundred plus, and I mean, you had no clue where it was going. So as a reliever, that's that's perfect, and you just got to hope that you know half of them are at least close to the strike zone. Because I mean, if I'm seeing 103 coming, I'm probably swinging and just hoping for the best. So. You know, him moving to, to kind of a longer reliever into a starter never fully made sense. And, you know, not that it killed his career. He's still very young and has a lot of potential. Yeah. But, you know, baseball is very mental, especially for for pitchers. You kind of get them out of their groove and their routine. And, I mean, you can be done for the season there, and, and it's very tough to recover. Yeah, for sure.
1: And both of those pitchers that he mentioned earlier do not fit that description. They were both starters their entire minor league career. So, um, they've just been in the bullpen to get them some innings, which is more like what you're looking for um, when you're looking for these types of players. And I know Matt Brash is another one in Seattle that's mm-hmm. the same type of way. He was a starter his whole career and is just in the bullpen because they don't have a spot for him in the rotation. Um, but yeah, I think that's a uh, that's a solid list. We got some, some more names added to it there. I think we're going to have every name in baseball on it by the time this show <laughs> has run its course. Maybe but uh yeah i think it's it's growing very nicely so hopefully the listeners will appreciate people need to follow it look in the show notes we have
2: 11 people following this list that's that's a lot of missed opportunity people that's
1: 11 people who are winning every single week and everybody else is losing exactly Exactly. yeah um but yeah it was awesome to have you back on thank you so much for the time alec do you have any
2: other questions for our good friend alec there tripping just uh not really a question but i'm also in the nico horner club you you were the you kind of put me on him he's the card i bought uh shortly after your last appearance so i am just gonna say let's hope for more good things for nico going forward
1: yeah let's hope for the best team nico all the way well we appreciate it you guys have a great week we'll talk to you next time